This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of Morning Java brought to you by our friends at the Gitgo Cafe and Market. Alex, it's a new year. But Gitgo still has the same great food that they had in 2020, 2019, 2018, really since they've been doing it. You love their zucchini fries. I love their MTO subs. It's just good stuff all around. It, spoiler alert, it's going to be the same for 2022. You also. think so? I think it's actually going to be better. So oh, there you go. Optimist. All right. Optimist is the way we're going to go here as uh, some optimistic news about the Pittsburgh Pirates on a, on a, for a team who in the power rankings was picked to finish dead last, ranked number 30 out of all 30 teams. That's not good news. But some other good news was their farm system was voted third most improved in all of baseball. And when you're a team that's dead last in the power rankings and looking to rebuild, that is good news. Alex, tell us more. Yeah, I mean... What Neil Huntington built was, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, a deep system, but a system that really didn't have a lot of high-end you know, impact talent at the top. You had Cabrian Hayes, you had O'Neill Cruz, but after that, there was a pretty strict drop-off, or pretty steep drop-off of like, hey, these guys could actually be you know, really good players, all-star level players going on, instead of you know, just guys who'd be like, yeah, he could be in the majors at some point in his career, whenever he's 26, 27. So there's a very big difference. What uh, Charrington has been able to bring his first couple years into, or his first year into the system, are the Nick Gonzalez's, are the Lovier Pergueros, two guys who are going to be on top 100 list this year. Brennan Malone, a first round draft pick in 2019. Carmen Blazinski, uh, a first round draft pick, you know, this time. And whenever you look at, you know, what's going to be coming in 2021 with, you know, don't cut your chickens before they hatch, but Kumar Rocker is going to become a Pittsburgh Pirate, most likely, you know, next year. So it, there is impact talent coming into the system. And that's something that, you know, the previous regime just had struggled with for quite some time. Yeah. You mentioned the names. Um, they acquired three of their top 10 currently in their farm system through trades recently. And that's Malone, Piguero and Yin in the bell trade uh, is at number seven in their farm system now. And then their for two, their two first round picks from their previous draft, uh, Moldinski and of course, Nick Gonzalez are in their top 10. They're going to add Kumar Rocker, or Al Leiter's son, was it Jack Leiter? Yeah. Yeah, so either one of those guys, that'll be a top probably 50 prospect in all of baseball. It's going to be the number one overall oh, higher selection. Higher than that, higher Yeah, that probably overall. top 30. Yeah. yeah, so that is huge. Like you said, when you, when you said how Huntington kind of built the farm system, he probably built a system of Colin Moran's, right? It's just a whole bunch of guys who are one-war players who can maybe play a couple positions, and who are, you know, going to be able to play in the big leagues, but you're not selling any extra tickets when they're getting their call to the show, right? As opposed to what Charrington's doing, and we've talked about this before, this is someone, this is a guy who has cut his teeth in this business selling established talent for very, very young, raw 
talent. The guys like the Pagueros, like the Yanes, he's getting these guys at 19, 20 years old who have the raw skills and saying, I believe I can create a system that will develop them and get the most out of their abilities. And for the Pirates' sake, they better hope he's right. Yeah, and it's not going to be right now. This is a really great first step in building that foundation. Yeah, just to build off of that real fast. It's not only the newcomers who are going to you know be going through. If you're going to really improve the player development and the system, guys who are already in there could take a step next year. Like there are a couple pitchers that you know really they didn't fit that you know cookie cutter throw low in the zone, get you know outs on three pitches or less you know mentality. But maybe with this new one with Josh Hopper and you know what Oscar Marine, what these guys like out of pitchers, yeah, maybe this is something that they they could have a bit of a breakout in 2021. I think we're going to see the systems on the way up. Oh That's yeah, and the short answer to hit on the there, they have a lot more young talent too that they've acquired from themselves. You look at a outfielder like Sammy Siani, is a guy they took in the first round a couple years ago. He's their number ten overall prospect. Um, and then the the kid they acquired from Australia, what's his Solomon name? Solomon McGuire. Solomon McGuire. You could add your Chen into that also. Yeah, I mean they they've got some young guys. It's just we a didn't get to see him play last year because there were no minor leagues games at all and b these kids are all not even old enough to drink so over the next couple of years i think we're going to see something similar to what we saw in the early part of the last decade maybe even before that like the 07 08 09 territory where you're seeing that wave kind of start to come up together in double a and triple a and then they're still drafting bigger names and hopefully that leads to a more sustainable success window than what they had originally Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Alex, if you uh, take a look at our live wire here on DKPittsburghSports.com, you'll see a lot of good stuff that we've been writing in it. Uh, but I think the most interesting thing that's been in there as of late are uh, is the rumor that Charrington was trying to bring in one of the better catching prospects in baseball and, quite frankly, a guy who, if he were to wear a Pirates uniform, would be my hero, even though I'm like five years older than him. Alejandro Kirk of the Toronto Blue Jays. If you don't know who this guy is, he is worth a Google search. He is five foot eight, 265 pounds, and he's a catcher, which is something the pirate system desperately needs. Not one catcher in their top 30 prospects in the system. And this guy would be the answer. He's a top 100 prospect in all of baseball. And I can promise you with a build like his and a personality like his and what, with what he can bring to the plate, he would be a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. And I guess that's the thing we really should emphasize here. You know, we're not just talking about a short fat guy. Be like, yeah, acquire that guy. He's like, no, this yeah. guy is one of the best yeah. pure hitting prospects in baseball. He just so happens to look like, you know, he should be in a beer league. Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly it. We were talking before. Uh, we said, like, he kind of looks like if uh, Gary Sanchez was walking down the road and a piano fell on his head and kind of squished him. But, uh, but in all seriousness, he is ideally what the Pirates would want. I mean, you look, uh, he is, he's only 22 years old. Like we said, he's a catcher, and his best aspect is power. He, he brings the pop. He's a, he's a guy that they could probably 
you know, rely on, and he's major league ready. I mean, he played in the big leagues last season. Not very long, but he still got quality reps on a team that made it to the playoffs. So that would be a key addition. Uh, I don't know how they would acquire him, especially with Belgon. Maybe. I don't, I mean, the f- I mean, there's a pretty easy way to go. Like this, this report came out of Toronto because, you Musgrove. know, they, they tried to get him at the trade deadline, put two and two together. They were trying to get Musgrove. Musgrove is still on the trade block. But is Musgrove going to be enough to get oh, yeah. a top oh, yeah. five prospect in that system, a top 100 prospect yes. in all of baseball? Or are they going to kick in a Richard Rodriguez or something like that as well? If no, if anything, the Blue Jays are going to be kicking in the extra prospect. Really? Yes. So, Musgrove is a valuable player, man. I, I understood that, especially with uh, the top pitcher on the market, you know, gone and Lynn, or and then um, who's the other guy that just got traded to San Diego? Snell. Snell you know, and Darvish. Yeah, Snell, Snell, Darvish. Everyone. There's been three significant pitchers, you yeah. know, signed or traded so far, and then Morton as well. Musgrove's probably the best available option, not named Trevor Bauer, who's asking exactly. for a billion dollars over a billion years. So that's, I guess you're right. Yeah. But it, just to go real fast here on these trade talks, Musgrove's still in the middle of them. Good possibility he's traded before spring trading starts. If you're Ben Charrington right now and you have these moves already in the back, how do you approach a trade for him? Do you trade him for a need? in the system or are you still in the mindset of hey we got to just take the best overall package even if it is at isn't at a period of need like if the best package was for two more right-handed pitchers do you take that or do you take the catcher i i don't see how this catcher isn't the best package because i think he fits all of the criteria i mean he's super young he's more talent though yeah i guess you could say that but i mean it's definitely not right-handed pitching i mean i i get that you could never have enough pitching but they haven't acquired a left-handed pitcher and it feels like a very long time. If you look through that farm system, there's not a lot of lefties that are going to be coming up in the next couple of years that will be participating in the starting rotation, at least right now. So maybe you add a left-handed pitcher or something like that, but I can't think of a bigger area of need in the farm system than a catcher. And while Stallings was the team MVP a year ago, he's not a long-term solution. This guy would, you'd have him up for five years of major league control. You're getting him until he's 27. Maybe you could extend him after his first two good seasons. Then you have him until he's 29, 30. That's an ideal route to take here. If you're, if everything plays out well. So I think that this is the right move, both short-term and long-term. See, I'm still in, you got to get as much talent into the system as you possibly can. I mean, this team, if if they were really like a catcher away from being competitive at all, I'd probably sing a different tune. But right now, there are just so many holes to fill. You, you can never have too much pitching. Just build a Death Star of a rotation for 2023-2024 at this pace, if that's really the best you can do. Alex, I, I didn't text you on the first, so I, I want to be the... I'll probably be the last person to wish you this as this is dropping on the fifth happy new year. But so it's a new year. And as, as we as Americans and just people in general like to do uh, when the new trip around the sun starts, we like to set new year's resolutions. So let's pretend we're Ben Charrington and we're setting a new year's resolution or even Derek Shelton for the Pittsburgh pirates. What is this team's New Year's resolution if you are running 
the town's baseball club? Uh, it is to follow through with your talks of competition and meritocracy, and that means not having, you know, not giving Gregory Polanco the right field job. Or if he does have an opening day, it could be taken away from him, from from O'Neill Cruz, Travis Swaggerty, uh, Oliver, literally anyone. Like, if we're really going to do this, like, the number of people who should have jobs cemented can pretty much be limited to uh, Hayes, Keller, and, like, Jacob Stallings. And that's that's pretty much it on this roster. Like, the guys who were actually Reynolds? good last year. Not Reynolds? Reynolds to a lesser extent. but he, Reynolds, Reynolds doesn't if, own If Reynolds it. plays in 2021 like he did in 2020, then we got a problem. But I, I don't think he will. I'm just putting that as, you know, as a caveat. That's yes, that, his time too. That was my New Year's resolution as well. Is is stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, and it's not just about the meritocracy. Meritocracy is a big part of it. And like you said, I don't care what they're paying Gregory Polanco. If he stinks in the first two months of the season, get him out. Get him out because at this point in his tenure with the Pirates, Jared Oliva and Travis Swaggerty mean more, and Anthony Alford, for that matter, mean more to this franchise than Gregory Polanco. That's just the harsh reality of it. I like Greg. He was always very great to interact with and cover, and at times in his eight years in Pittsburgh, he was fun to watch, but he stinks now. Let's just be honest, and maybe he won't stink next year. I I think he will, and if he does, it's over. There's no more second chances. There's no more trying to trade them. It's done. But that's just one part of it. I think sticking to the plan also means committing to this rebuild, which by trading Josh Bell on Christmas Eve, I think they are. And like, like Charrington literally said, that won't be their last move. They're going to deal Musgrove. They're going to deal Richard Rodriguez. Probably they're going to deal Adam Frazier. They're going to trade legitimately anyone that they can. That's not named Cabrian Hayes or Mitch Keller. Really, I would not be shocked to see Ryan Reynolds. Maybe not the offseason, but if they get a good offer for him, why not? What do you have to lose? This team's projected to finish dead last again. And that's another part of it is sticking to the plan by rebuilding. You need to also stick to the plan and get better at developing talent. And that comes with their draft picks and the players that they are going to acquire through this rebuild. It means nothing if you have the first overall pick. It means nothing if you continue to trade away players if you cannot maximize their talent. If they come up, they struggle, you trade them away for someone else, <clears throat> Chris Archer, and they go on to be great players for another organization who can utilize their skill set appropriately. That cannot happen again, especially under this regime who, let's face it, I mean, this this town is pretty apathetic towards the baseball club in a lot of ways. They cannot continue. They cannot go on another 20 years of losing. They need to right the ship. They have five years to do it. I think it's very possible, but it's got to come from sticking to the plan and making it work.